This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Paul McGuire Grimes on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Welcome, Paul. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming in early to I, talk about the I awards last night. So I saw that you were on social media last night live tweeting uh, the Critics' Choice tweeting Awards. Tweeting up a storm, uh, yes. I, I, it's funny because sort of like Twitter was having a moment last night and it was not about the Critics' mm, Choice Awards. Yeah. So oh, it was funny right. to sort of see like the world go uh, crazy about something not movie related. And then I would see these delightful like, and so-and-so <laughs> just won the award for I this. mean, that's the tricky thing I feel like in this sort of like political environment is like do you facebook and tweet about politics because that's what's relevant or do you not do that and talk about other fun stuff because then you're you it's a it's a no-win situation well, you no, were, you were right. on the side of fun last night i was on the side of did fun you enjoy night. the broadcast because I, I i will say and i don't think colleen you did either but i did not watch or did you i watch? saw parts of it it was on the cw this year mm-hmm. which is um i don't know if it's a first for the critics choice awards but um last year i think they're on annie right so they're moving up right so it's like this is accessible to everybody which is really great yeah which yeah. is a big deal. So all in all, overall, because you voted. I voted. And I think uh, I was about did half Did you do a half. good job? I mean, I was about half and <laughs> half. It's funny because it's voting, but afterwards it sort of feels like a test, right? It is. <laughs> so I'm like, what did the people that I pick win or did they lose or did I not even come close? Right. So tell people, first of all, how this award ceremony is put together yeah. and what it's comprised of and how you are a part so of it. So it's actually devised into two different branches. There's the movie side and then there's the TV side. And I only vote for the movies because I'm a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association and then the TV journalists, another branch. And we have 333 members. And what happens is we start, you know, the foyer consideration stuff starts coming out. So I get the screeners and the scores and the screenplays and the books and yada, yada, yada. And then... The first round is us submitting who we want to be nominated. So here are my five picks for us picture, three actors down the line. And all of that gets tabulated. And then the nominations come out. And then it's like, okay, you have a month now to really make sure you've seen, your you've done your due diligence. Mm-hmm. And then we had a deadline of this past Tuesday to go into the website and click who we want, best picture, best actor, all down for the, all the movies. And there's only 333 of you yes. in the Bro- country. Yes. That is Amazing, and I'm not sure if they're all active members or maybe if some are kind of um, like ex. They've lapsed. They've lapsed, or uh-huh. not lapsed, but just like maybe they're retired. Mm-hmm. So and maybe when, you know. But when you do, Paul, um, pick something for the Critics' Choice Awards, and then it ends up winning, it has to feel kind of awesome. It does. Can you give us some examples of uh, things that you were hoping would win last night, and you actually voted for? I did. Yes. So I voted for uh, some of the acting categories. So I voted for Gary Oldman for Best mm-hmm. Actor. Um, that was a tough category because I really loved him. I really loved Daniel Day-Lewis. 
Tom Hanks, of course, Timothy mm-hmm. Chalamet. Jake was nominated this year. So Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I, I love that you just shorthand it. You know, you know Jake. Jake. And then Jake I, Jill. Yeah, I did vote also for Allison Janney for Best Supporting Actress for Itania. Another hard one for me because I love, love, love Laurie Metcalf mm-hmm. in Lady Bird. And then Sam Rockwell for Sam Best Supporting Actor. Again, another fantastic performance. And all four of the winners last night, Frances McDormand won for Best Actress. Uh, all four of them won Golden Globe. So I think we're really seeing uh, the, trend. We, the trend yeah. and who will get the Oscar. It will really come down to who wins at the Screen Actors Guild Awards because those are really the best can I Can I ask you who you voted for best actor in a comedy? Um, it was, I think, Kumail Nanjiani. Okay, so you did not vote for James Franco. I did not Franco. vote for James Franco. Which uh, was probably an awkward moment, was it not, last night? I, who accepted I, the award for him? Because he was not there. He was not there, but I don't think they even gave it out during the telecast. Here's the thing is because it's only two hours and they're doing TV and movies, there's a lot of awards that are not given out on sure. it. Interesting. And I don't believe his was given out on it. So maybe it was during the commercial break. Well, I will tell you he wasn't there and the excuse Correct. that he used was... Um, that he was in a bad place. I was, was, is that an official from his pe- his publicist? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's in a bad place. He, he is in a bad, bad place, mm-hmm. which I think is going to really hurt his shots at an Oscar nomination. Well, yeah, he would have gone into this as a big front runner for director, maybe director, but officially for best actor. And I don't think we're going to see that this year. I mean, okay. I, that's yeah. another topic. Well, no, but That's what I was going to say was, I, it does make sense though that he hadn't uh, that they didn't present that award because even today I was hearing people who had watched the whole award ceremony say they didn't even know if he had, if he was there or not. Um, so I wonder if they almost planned that during for the telecast right. to not they would have known who won right that day right, and we as members get tickets to go to the awards and be in the audience. Mm-hmm. I have not gone the last few years just. It's pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be curious to see if, if he, what would have happened if, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it's, it's what's another great thing about the awards is that we give an award called the See Her Award. It's the second annual one that we did this year. We went to Gal Gadot for all of her work that she's been doing as Wonder Woman and her public image and what she stands for, which I think is really great to kind of in this era of Me Too, if you will. Yeah. That we're kind of continuing this trend and looking at And then her director, Patty Jenkins, you know, gave her, presented the award to her. So cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm going to just really quickly do some on-air production. Holly, on the prep service, there's a, um, there's a speech from a young lady named Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, if you can, if you can grab that and just let me know when you have it. Can you talk a little bit about the this floor. moment? Yeah. So uh, again, it wasn't on air that I know of. I had to take the dog out a couple times, so I might have missed it. But she's this young actress. Her name is Brooklyn Prince, and she's in this movie called The Florida Project, and it's a movie about a poverty-stricken mother and her daughter at who live in a hotel and kind of ride off free food from fast food joints and really try to buck this system. And, and uh, Willem Dafoe plays the manager at the hotel and this little girl who is just, all she knows is growing up in this hotel and what her mother does. And she also is like sassy attitude, like Colleen, your kid, you would never allow your kids to hang out with this mother and daughter Uh because they're horrible influences to then see this performance from this girl and the woman that plays the mom who were never actors before, but kind Mm -hmm. of plucked out of Florida because that was the life that he, this director wanted to give. Anyway, She's great in it. So it did not surprise me that she won this award. And she's just so stinking cute. Seven years old. And the t- the award was for... Best Young Actor. And I feel like this was the one that Jacob Tremblay won for The Room last yes. year. Yeah. So again, like think about that this age. So this is a seven-year-old. This is a child who is one year younger than my own children. 
Uh, and when I heard her speak, I thought, no way. <laughs> OMG. Okay, here she is, Brooklyn. And the critic's choice is... Brooklyn France, the Florida Project. <laughs> wow, this is such a big honor. <laughs> but um, I would like all the nominees, you know, are great. You guys are awesome. We should go and get ice cream after this. Oh, this is so cute. All my voters, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Um, God, I would like to thank you for this wonderful opportunity. And I would like to thank the casting crew for giving me um, the wonderful support. My family, you guys are awesome, and my team. And I would like to dedicate the award to all the Haley's and Moonies out there, guys. This is a real problem. You need to go out there and help. Oh, thank you so much. I just like I can't so handle her. She's so sweet. Just wait. She's gonna grow up and be a you know cynical. You jaded. Know. No, she's she wow. be great. Jacob Chamberlain's doing <laughs> I'm really just well saying right Hollywood now. doesn't have a good track record <laughs> with children. On her moment. No, she was I adorable. do love that she talks about taking the other nominees out for ice cream when at the Golden Globes Francis oh, McDormand's so like, I'm gonna yeah. buy all tequila. Tequila, exactly. <laughs> so oh, I she's do love so the camaraderie. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Yes. And it, it's is it good? It is good. I mean it's it's different. You have to kind of be go on this ride of like this is just a slice of life for these two people. Okay. It's not like, oh, what's gonna happen by the end of There's this? There's not like a huge story There's not a no. Okay. It just is like, man, a horrible mother. Her daughter doesn't know any better, but then is also acting out. And just, and you know that there are so many people in this country that live just like this. Yeah. And you're thinking, how can that change? How can we make this And difference? that's kind of what she was saying at the end when she said uh, all the Haley and Moonies out there. She was talking about the characters. Yes, the characters in the movie. she and her mom. The other actors play. When we come back with Paul McGuire Grimes, our movie critic, we're going to hear a little bit more about movies that are actually in theaters that you can go see. Paul's trip to the movies with Paul McGuire Grimes Thank after you. this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. Walleye sandwiches, yeah, walleye fries. We've got our movie critic, Paul McGuire Grimes, here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and like I said, Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies and the All Things Streaming Podcast. Thank Hello, you for Paul. having me. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, we are. This is what you could see right now. There's literally five movies opening in theaters this weekend. Okay. One, Proud Mary, the Taraji P. Henson, which was not screened for critics. Oh, that tells a lot. I don't even know if usually? there's a score on Rotten Tomatoes yet. So you can cancel that. Uh-huh. You can pull so a you John Fogarty and just know, don't go there. Yeah, don't yep. go. Um, there's the commuter, the new Liam Neeson taken on a train, mm-hmm. essentially. So you already know what that's about and know that you can skip so it. So he's fighting to find somebody that gets stolen off a train. Uh, but kind of. I mean, he finds out that his wife and son were kidnapped while he's on the train. I mean, seriously, because he's this, this <laughs> nobody wants to be anywhere near Liam Neeson because you're going to end up kidnapped in oh, a yeah. subject of a film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he gets approached on this train and he's like, you need, and he's like, you need, he's told that he needs to go find this cash money and who the wrong person on the train is. And is it like, he's got like only 30 minutes. He has to get to the end of the third stop. Oh. <laughs> These movies are it's so bad. It's like, it's like a it's combination of good, speed bad. and like there's, it's yeah. so, well, it's, it's like every other at, like Murder on the Orient Express-ish, yeah. you know, like there's a little Hitchcock 
if you really like stretch stretch yeah <laughs> but it's not even fun bad like his other movies can be fun bad this was just bad 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 because i'm sure there are lots of scenes with him on a phone going oh, yes yes I'm because not gonna do vera farmiga is the voice on the other end of the I line and he's got to like pretend that he knows what's he's trying to figure out this i mean oh you've already have written the whole movie yeah. and i'm confirming and I have that. not yeah. seen it and, well, you don't, and now you don't have to because you can just do it in your head the other ones that are opening that people should go see is let's start with a family movie. It's Paddington 2. Okay, my kids kind of want to see this. Take them. Really? Yes. So if Do we need to see Paddington 1 first? <laughs> I mean, not really. Okay. It's a good setup okay. and it's really good. And it's streaming on Netflix. If you just like if, if you just got too cold, you can watch the first one on Netflix. But okay, if you so want to break, we'll yeah, be tonight, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can brace yourself for the sequel. Uh-huh. And in this one, Paddington finds that he is falsely arrested for stealing this pop-up book that he was wanting to buy when in, when in reality it's Hugh Grant as this washed-up actor that's the one that stole it. How interesting is that? So it is just, I mean, if you saw the first one, you know that the character is so charming and the animation that they do for him is so well done and yeah. like creating the charm and the innocence and the humor that comes along with it that you can't help but like love what the character stands for because the and the, the other part of the movie is he just wants to buy this gift for his hundred year old aunt that he just loves so Aww. much so you love that he's a character that's built on love hugh grant is actually quite funny in it he just plays over the top and it makes for a great villain so how many tickets does i'm giving are you this three this out of five okay we should go it's worth a you know good for a whole the family bear's creepy. Think, yeah no he's not yeah he's totally creepy. no he's false it just looks weird it's not though. the cgi nope. No, no, fine. I'm wow. shooting you You're wrong, Bradley. Yeah. Bradley, you're incorrect. Think that and it kind of has looks... that like Grand Budapest Hotel vibe to it, too. Oh. I, say, I did hear, um, I saw somebody tweet something that said um, that Wes Anderson has a new movie out. There's a picture <laughs> I mean, that's of them very... in the elevator. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, so yeah. funny. It's funny, but you, you get that vibe, too, yeah. which is fun for the adults. Okay, and then uh, we only have a few more minutes, so I want to make sure we get yes. through these. Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. This is the latest from Daniel Day-Lewis, and he's pairing with Paul Thomas Anderson again. There will be blood at Boogie Nights, Magnolia. And it, he plays this dressmaker that ends up falling in love, and he's the kind of guy that is not doesn't know how to love mm-hmm. and is a confirmed bachelor and what happens when another woman comes into life and kind of disrupts the very routine life that he leads. And this, by all accounts, is like his last role because he said he's uh, retiring. He, because he's the kind of actor that goes all in, takes years to prep a movie, to to do it, and it is phenomenal masterpiece from the very first shot to the very end. Paul Thomas Anderson has a way of making you feel like every texture in the dresses. You feel like how gorgeous these dresses are. Mm. You see like how flaky the pastries are and like you hear a pin going, like a needle going through fabric and just like it's, it is this, sen- this sensual feast, and the music is so lush and cinematic, and your mind is blown throughout a whole lot of it as this as Daniel's character really descends. In- hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. To this state of madness. Interesting. And the women in it are phenomenal. And how they really are the heroes of this story and kind of a fem- hmm. feminism type of if look at it when you think of it in that arc. Very cool and timely. Yes. What? Uh, how many tickets? Five sets? out of five tickets. Wow. Sets. One of my favorites from last year. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. It's about two hours, so it's not doesn't feel long at all, and it just is this keeps moving, keeps moving. Okay, and the last one, finally, is, the post is the post. Everyone, go see this movie. It's from Steven Spielberg, and it is about Catherine Graham and Ben Bradley of the Washington Post and how they decided to publish the Pentagon Papers to get the word out that the that the White House had been covering up news about the Vietnam War for decades. And uh, and again, like you said, there's some big names in this. So it's Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, and then you have Bob Odenkirk, Carrie Coon, Sarah Paulson, Tracy Letts. And it's getting uh, tons of awards buzz, tons so of it's going to be an award buzz. that's up for an Oscar. Yeah, and it's, yes, it's about the White, it's about that White House, it's about our current White House, but it's also, again, about feminism, how Catherine Graham was a woman that faced all these challenges, being the, the head of a newspaper, yeah. and to have her fight for her right to do what she wanted with the paper, and when all these men were trying to topple her, freedom of the press, First Amendment, all of this, wow. what we're seeing right now, is it's topical but poignant, and it really it it's great. It's how many tickets? Well subs? Five out of five on that. Five wow. out of five. Awesome. Awesome. You gave post. us some things to see. All right, Thank we're going to be busy this weekend. Thank you, Paul McGuire Grimes. You, you, you can find him at Paul's trip to the movies and on the All Things Streaming podcast. We'll be back with Crazy Stupid Idiots after this on Colleen and Bradley. My talk one. It's 2.30, which means it must be time to highlight the crazy, stupid idiots of the world on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, and these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid, disgusting, horrible, ridiculous, terrible people, oftentimes in a state that uh, goes by the name of Florida. Mm-hmm. It's snowing, man. Manuary, it's snowing, man. That's hot. I wish it was. Caller number seven will get a pair of tickets to our manuary party next Wednesday. Now on to our crazy, stupid idiots. Where are we going? We are going to the high seas, Bradley Trainer. I love high sea. They still um, sell that in cans. No, nope, not that kind. Oh. Actual seas. Um, I love a cruise line named Norwegian Cruise Line. Oh, God. I want to go on a cruise. Okay. I just got a voicemail from my travel agent. Okay, well. Because I was trying to find out if they had any suites available. Well, let me tell you. Uh, they didn't, though. So There is a music festival that Norwegian Cruise Lines puts on on one of their ships every single year. It's called Holy. And then the word I just used for boat. What? Yeah, just think it in your head. Holy, and then the word, the S word. Ship? Yeah. I just didn't want to say it all together in case somebody thought I was saying something wrong. Ship. Holy ship? 
Yes, correct. There it is. Thank okay. you. Um, well, apparently they had a little problem on uh, the cruise line during this music festival that they put on in the past. So they thought they'd be proactive this year and put out a notice. And I'd like to read that notice to you, okay? Uh, okay Again, so. in response to problems that they had had on other years of this music festival on Norwegian cruise lines. Okay? Here is the notice. Dear guests, thank you for sailing with us another year for Holy Ship, where we offer dozens of fine foods available 24-7 in the Garden Cafe. We must remind you that the foods available in the cafe are for consumption only. Due to incidents on previous sailings in which patrons engaged in uncouth behavior in the cafe, we feel it is our duty to remind our guests that pizza is for eating. Not fornicating. What? Sexual acts with our handcrafted pizzas can bring (laughs) unintended health consequences and can pose a safety hazard for our other passengers aboard our journey. Lewd and or sexual acts with our cuisines are not only frowned upon, but are prohibited by maritime law. Norwegian encourages responsible food consumption and reserves the right to revoke eating privileges if any guest who violates Norwegian's guest, I am serious, code of conduct, or is deemed a danger to themselves or others. If you suffer from cytophilia or the sexual desire to fornicate with foods, such as our pizzas, please inquire with one of our specialists in the medical bay deck. can't be real. Cheers. Um... You know, it is being reported as though it's real. I don't know. It wow. works for me. I think it's hilarious. Just an FYI. Why would you waste good pizza? I think that is the million dollar question. Now, I mean, and also the bigger question that I have is like, no matter like where you are when, when you're on a cruise ship, it's always at the back of the ship. There's going to be pizza at all times. It ain't going to be worth having sex with is what I'm saying. It's one of those pizzas where you're like, I need to eat food and the cafeteria is closed. So I'm going to eat this cardboard that's got some cheese on it and it's going to taste awesome because I'm on a cruise. And frankly, uh, everyone else is at home and it's 30 below. So I'm feeling real good about my crappy pizza right now. And but certainly you would not want to have sex with it. Also, can we talk about the fact that maritime law specifically states that you can't have sex with pizza on the high seas? I really don't think that. Or any food at all. True, but but good on them. You know, I don't want to break any rules. That's all I'm going to say. Were you concerned? No. Okay. Uh, That is the first time I've ever heard of, of that behavior. Although I have seen inappropriate behavior on a cruise ship before. By the way, Norwegian Cruise Line does say that the letter was a prank by the guests, but by a guest. Oh, my God. So it was not real. No, that's a new addition to the story. Now I shouldn't have told you that. Me, I'm sorry. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious, though. Okay, your turn. Um, Okay, I don't think this is a fake story. It's just a gross story. But I want to tell you a tale, a tale as old as time. Can you please look at the photograph attached to the story I'm about to tell? Okay. I want to tell you a tale about an educator, and he's 34 years old, and uh, this is in Scranton, Pennsylvania. His name is Gaspare Gambino. Do you see his face? I do. Okay. I do. First of all, imagine that that gentleman is your teacher. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm already scared. You're scared, yeah. right? Yeah. You're scared because he looks like uh, maybe he has been living under a rock or an overpass uh, for the last six months. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's seen the uh, decent end of a uh, of a razor. Mm-hmm. 
and um, or a bar of soap. And and it's one of them things where like the bottom part of his face is bigger than the top part of his face. I don't. It's a very odd shape, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Um, he's 34. He was arrested on Tuesday with 14 misdemeanor counts of. Now remember, he's a teacher, mm-hmm. so he's at the head of the class of taking upskirt photos of his female students. No. No. Can you explain to me how that can happen? I mean, like, did he think he was going to get away with it? Apparently. He apparently took uh, upskirt photos of some of the students as well as close-up shots of the breasts of other victims. Oh, my gosh. A review of the images revealed that some of the photos had been taken from his perch at the front of the classroom. So... So he's sitting there while you're studying. You're taking your test. He's like, and he's got his phone out and he's zooming in to your bosoms. The the best part of all is that it was on his iPad. Oh my gosh. And while you, and this is how dumb he is. He lent a student his iPad to complete a school assignment. So when the boy accessed a Google Drive folder containing, quote, upskirt photos i'm sure it was labeled as such Mm -hmm. the boys uh found the troubling photographs and reported them to school administrators they then seized mr gambino and his ipad from the classroom oh my gosh God, I cannot imagine. First of all, oh, this is interesting. Did you did you read this part? Apparently, those the Google records indicate that he made attempts to delete the images prior to being placed on administrative leave. In other words, he got caught, and then he was trying remotely to delete the pictures. Oh, I'm sure. Well, and like if you think about it, that's kind of smart, right? Like he probably went home to his laptop and was like, beep, 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 delete, 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 delete. He was sweating, though. Yeah, well, well it looks I mean, like he's been sweating <laughs> yeah. for a while and Same didn't take a shower. Probably was. So, mm-hmm. Also, when anybody sees his face, are they like, oh, I'm real surprised at uh, Professor Gambino? No, no you, this, this is the type of... This, I bet parents were like, hmm. I don't trust that professor. You know what else doesn't make him trustworthy? He shaves, like, under his beard. Like, this part is just all, like, crazy. But somehow he thought it was important to come under... Under his chin and down his neck. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can we go to one more place? Let's go to Canada. Canada. 25-year-old... A 25-year-old young man from Alliston, Ontario, Canada, was driving and he was intoxicated. Okay. Okay? That's bad. It's wrong. It's terrible. Don't do it. Don't drink and drive. However, that's not the thing that makes him a crazy, stupid idiot. Okay? What happened is he was driving drunk and he crashed his car into a house. Well, of course, the police were called and he was in the car and he thought to himself, oh my gosh, the police are coming. I have to come up with a story. So he stabbed his leg. He stabbed his own leg. Would you like to know what his logic was? I mean, he I can't even stabbed his leg before the cops got there because it was going to help him tell his story. What? His story was that he had been carjacked and somebody stabbed him in the leg, which is why he was driving so terribly. And he ended up getting away from the carjacker and running into the house. So he intentionally stabbed himself. 
to get out of um, his DUI. Wow. Guess what? I'm, I'm sure they still charged him. Yeah, he didn't get out of his DUI. Yeah, and um, he stabbed in the leg because the cops immediately figured out he had stabbed himself and that he was drunk. <sighs> Several charges, including impaired driving, uh, and then he was taken to the hospital to deal with his stab wound, and he lived. Don't worry. I actually wasn't worried. Yeah, neither was I really. All right, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we like to go over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash mytalk1071, and read through your answers to our daily snap judgment. That's a this or that question we ask every day, and then we judge you for your answers. And what was the question today? Um, I think it's safe to say this is probably the most absurdly random mm-hmm. daily snap judgment. Might be. The question today was simply thus, and so... Marzipan or curry? Marzipan actually, or curry? It was, it was chicken curry. Oh, chicken curry. Yeah. Okay. Marzipan or chicken curry? That's the question. What? Make sure you answer it in the break, and we'll get to your answers after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. I was wondering in the break, what kind of dog would you want to be? I'd like to be an Alaskan Malamute, like a sled dog. Oh, yes. Or a big old pit bull. Either I would be one of the wild dogs in South Africa or a golden retriever. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, it's Friday. We're very happy about that. It's very cold outside. Stay warm and be safe. Yes, exactly. It's also uh, two other days that we're celebrating today. Um, It's National Celebrate and Eat Marzipan Day. Yes. And Chicken Curry Day. It is indeed. Which is why we put those two things together in our Daily Snap Judgment Yummy. today. And we put it out for you to answer on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash mytalk1071. I'm going to tell you. Valerie said, I don't know, but let me tell you, I got an Instant Pot for Christmas and I nailed Oof. the bone broth. Get it. It firmed up like jelly and I couldn't be oh, more what? excited. It's the simple thing. That's a buzz. Mm-hmm. It's true. But do you want to like give her a ding for her instant pot? I mean, congrats, and I'd like your bone broth recipe, but um, you should maybe try some chicken curry. I feel like bone broth is like chili, like a recipe for bone broth and a recipe for chili. Like you just throw what you have in. Yeah, but you need to know some uh, ratios. Like you can't just willy nilly throw things. You need to know like how many pounds of meat should I put in? How many cans of beans should I put in? So oh, chili? Like, yeah. Oh, no. I just put whatever in a pot and then I eat it. Wow. Yum. That sounds great. <laughs> My chili never tastes the same twice. I'm proud of that. The um, more you know. Let's go to uh, Madeline said, how is that even a question? Chicken curry. Chicken curry is delicious. <laughs> Emily said marzipan. It tastes disgusting, but the animals are cute. Wow. <laughs> Sell it. (laughs) Makes me really want to get some marzipan. Allison said, this is a weird one. Pretty much. But I'm sure you have your reason. We do. Chicken curry. Yay. 
Linda said, okay, I don't know where this came from, but I'll go marzipan. See, people know. They have figured out how this works. Yeah, you don't get you to... You don't got to understand it. You just got to answer Precise. it. Much like life. Precise. Scott said... And your boss, frankly, too, because half the time I don't understand what is coming out of her pie hole, but I got to just, you know, say, say yes, yes, ma'am. yes and do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, la, la. Oh, Scott said Ann Curry. That's... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Cute, but no. Not for you. No. That would be an odd name to have. Like, and To be curry. the name of a food. Can I ask you a question about yeah. curry? Holly, you should weigh in on this because I know you're All a curry right. lover. Please. Um, well, you are. She likes curry. So these friends had us over for curry one time. Mm-hmm. And they put raisins in their curry. Oh, yes. That's a very Japanese way of we doing had it. Nev- I'd never had raisins in my curry before. It was an unwelcome surprise. Do you ever have chicken curry salad and then Ooh, there's raisins yes. in the recipe? I mean, yeah, I guess maybe. I just, I listen, sup- I don't like raisins first so number one i have a really ish. good um like japanese curry that has apples and raisins in it no and surprise raisins are the worst it just surprised me so i was wondering do you guys like raisins in your curry yeah i, I mean most like traditional indian curries i don't think would have no a, would have raisins in i it, wouldn't but. say no to a curry that had raisins in it oh no no surprise raisins i would like sooner like the apple ones I think that sounds kind of good. Um, let's see. Teresa said, Ick, neither to the question marzipan or chicken curry. Uh. <sighs> nope. Now let's welcome our friend of the show. We like to celebrate him because he won't be celebrated on the Lori and Julia show. And it's Donnie. Give it up for Donnie. Hello, Donnie. Oh, hey, Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Who is Donnie? Let's get Hi, to the bottom Donnie. of that. Who is Donnie? Hello, everybody. What is Donnie's favorite Indian dish? Uh, it is uh, oh, it's a chicken dish. Ch- um, well, there are a few. There's a lot. Tikka masala. No. Korma. Vin- That's my favorite. Oh, boy. I'm Vindaloo's a little spicy for me. Can't think of what it is. I'm, I love naan. Oh, God. Who doesn't sog. love a good uh, Chicken sog with the You know, at Gandhi Mahal, they have chicken. coconut naan. Yeah. I'm I've had some that, really guys. bad it's, coconut naan. I get it at India Palace over by Roseville. They have okay. really good Indian Why food are there. all Indian restaurants, well, they're not all, but a lot of Indian restaurants are just named like, I feel like they didn't spend a lot of Chicken time biryani. on the name. Biryani. Oh, oh you that like is a good dry one. rice. That's, yeah. that's got biryani. raisins in it, doesn't it? Yeah, rice? it totally has raisins yeah. in it. That's my favorite. All right. But uh, a lot of times the Indian restaurant name will be like, 
India Palace mm-hmm. or Palace of Palace India, of India. Mm-hmm. or Taste of India, yeah. uh, Star of India. Well, you know what you're getting. <laughs> I guess that's you know, you know truth in advertising. Right? That's right. Yeah, um, Donnie, what's your favorite confection? Ooh, uh, confection. Mm-hmm. Um, can you be more specific? Can no. you use it in a sentence? No. Sweet. What's your favorite sweet thing? My favorite. You mean like and c- don't say candy like... or chocolate or yes, all of that. Confection. Just answer it. Oh, jeez, dark chocolate. Okay, good. Really? So, like, when Donnie, when Donnie's in his uh, basketball shorts, just relaxing on the couch, uh huh. What does he reach for that is dark chocolate? What do I reach for? Yeah, I mean, like, what's uh, your go-to? Hmm. I uh, recently discovered a dark chocolate flavored liqueur. <gasps> That's really, really good. Yeah. So what is it? What's it called? Oh, uh, I knew you were gonna ask me that. Okay, well, chocolate liqueur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it comes in a deep red bottle. It's really good. So it's it's not as is. You, you just know, go, do you just pull it a... straight from the bottle, or do you mix it with something? Why would I do that? Put I'm just, over just curious. No, it's straight up. Ooh. All right. Is that like Straight an after up. dinner? Like uh, Paula Abdul. That is an anytime. Is it called Thornton's chocolate liqueur? No, it's not Thornton's. Oh, okay. uh, no, it's you can anytime as far as I'm concerned. Wow. I All mean, right, like right Donnie. Now. Oh. In your coffee. Mm. Can you have it, oh. uh, in the morning. Dinner, in your coffee in the morning. Sure, you can have it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Then, Donnie. Do you no, have a problem I, with that? I think I was asking you the question. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> What's your favorite color, Donnie? Uh, royal blue. Oh, wow. You had an answer for that. He was on it. Look, he's wearing it. He's showing you. He's, he's wearing, wearing, wearing my his, favorite color. His athletic shirt for non-athletic activities, and it's a nice royal blue. Uh, is that a... Was that a slam? I kind of feel like it was. felt yeah. kind of slammy. I think you should oh, clap job, back. Donnie. Clap you are back. woke today, Donnie. I am. And uh, later I'm going to be swole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. We've been teaching Donnie the language that the kids talk. Well, and, it's better uh, than what I said. It's hip. It's happening. Yep, it is. I can, see that, <laughs> I can see that you've been using your new words. My, my daughter listens every day out in Phoenix, and she's probably pretty embarrassed about now. Yeah, well, <laughs> well that's your be. job, Donnie. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, any young child mm-hmm. should be of their parents. Exactly. Well, not that young. Exactly. But anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, Donnie, yeah. what is your most embarrassing memory? My oh. most embarrassing memory. For yourself. Uh, I got a pretty good one, actually. Oh, good. Uh, first moved to the uh, Twin Cities back in... Uh, uh, 1922, was, I think it, is what I heard. It was, it was during the Great... <laughs> it was, you know, right before the Great Depression. Uh, and I was staying at a friend's house out in Egan. Mm-hmm. And they had a cat. Okay. Uh, I was leaving for work, and I was looking for the cat. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't find the cat. And I said, okay, fine. So I go into the garage... And they had a wood pile, okay? And there, in between the wood pile and the wall, I see the cat's back, mm-hmm. okay? So it's like, oh, what the heck? So I go in and I, I touch the cat. It's like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Mm. I, uh, I then told them that their cat was dead. <gasps> oh, no. Donnie. Donnie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, cat wasn't dead. What did you touch? I must have touched like the backbone or something or the way it was lying there. Oh, it, it was very... actually oh, the cat. So it was still it was alive. The cat. It oh was the cat. God. I told him the cat was <gasps> dead. maybe you touched like Daddy! a raccoon or the something. The cat wasn't dead. That's a funny story. <laughs> and the cat came back I mean, the very yeah. next day. <laughs> and I got thrashed or something. Oh, my gosh. Sure. It's a good thing you get rabies. Keep your animals away from Donnie. Please do. <laughs> Lori and Julia. Featuring Donnie Love coming up next on My Talk 107. Thanks for hanging with us all week.